You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season number two. It's episode number 69. Cub Salvage 1 against the snakes don't forget to listen download review most importantly subscribe to the podcast follow us on the socials fly the w670 on twitter instagram and on facebook or email us at fly the w670 at gmail.com well crowley it's sunday evening and the cubs managed not to get swept by the snakes as you've named them uh salvaging the game sunday afternoon but a very busy weekend for you and for all great cub fans down at wrigley field yeah, yeah, it it was it was a wild one. We'll just put it at that. But you know, it was from from the actual game standpoint. You know, you had to be really frustrated only taking one out of four here. Yeah, I mean, I thought two w- w- was legit. I thought two and two would be great. Three and four would be a little bit much. And there's a couple of these games, Crowley, um, on Friday and on Saturday that were just absolutely crazy. We're going to have to take everybody through that. But let's start with probably the biggest stinker uh, of the uh, of the group, and that was uh, game number one. That's back on Thursday, Javier Assad on the mound. Right. We Remember, we thought this was the one that they were going to take. Assad had a 162 exactly. ERA in his last 10 outings. He wasn't as sharp. You know, he pitched decently, though. I mean, you know, for a four-fifth starter, he was fine. Uh, Tommy Fan homered in the first to put the D-backs up one nothing. And then uh, he also gave up a two-run homer in the third to Kettle Marte to make it 3 nothing. He went 5.1 innings. He gave up three runs on seven hits, two homers, one walk, but no strikeouts, which had me a little bit nervous, Dustin. Yeah, not um, exactly a, a typical Assad outing. Worked hard. Um, you know, again, my thing is, what's with these homers? The starting yeah. pitching, giving up a lot of home run balls lately. And not a, but, but, you know, he kept, like I said, for a fourth or fifth starter, he kept you in it. You know, you're down 3-1 to one in the sixth. And he called on Keegan Thompson with a runner on second and one out. He walked the first batter. He faced to get a double, uh, but got a double play to get out of the inning. He pitched a nice one, two, three inning in the seventh. But then Dustin, I was surprised. He comes out in the eighth inning, and I thought that was pushing it. Well, I mean, at that point, um, I don't know that they felt they were going to be able to come back. But yeah, I mean, they, I guess. They had to see what this guy can do, right? Is he ready for the big time, or is he destined to be back down in Iowa sooner or later? Well, you, that answer came quickly, but you know, I mean, he, you know, you're you're only down two runs, right? And he really down he, two. He, yep. he he gave you an inning and a, a inning and a and two thirds, and so like no big deal. But then, like I said, he comes out in the eighth. He walks Marte. 
And then Tommy Pham hits his second home run of the game to make it five to one. Kettle Marte had an RBI single in the ninth to make it six one, but it was Marte and Pham who just killed the Cubs pitching. Marte was two for four with three RBIs and Pham was two for five with two home runs and three RBIs. So between those two guys, those are your six runs. Those are the six runs. And I thought that they, if anybody was going to be tired going into this game, I thought it would be the D-backs after having flown from uh, San Diego, I believe. Right. And then, then they countered with Ryan Nelson, a rookie who's pitched okay this season, but he was sent to back to the minors on August 13th and has been triple A for a month, but the offense really do, didn't do anything. He walked two batters in the first inning. Cubs couldn't cash that in. And then the Cubs didn't have another base runner until the fifth when Seiya Suzuki hit a one out triple and scored on a Heimer Candelario sack fly. Um, when, when you talk about this though, Nelson only allowed, you know, when you look at it, he allowed one run on two hits and two walks. He struck out three batters over 5.2 innings. Uh, the Cubs scored a garbage run in the ninth when the Diamondbacks pretty much had this game in hand. They only had two runs on five hits. Three of those hits came in the ninth when the D-backs just put in a mediocre pitcher. But for eight innings, Dustin, the Cubs only had two hits. The Suzuki triple, which scored a run, and an Nico Horner double. I mean, two hits over eight innings ain't going to do it. No, not gonna get, not gonna get it done, not at all. And we, we, you know, last week we were talking about the offense and having ten or more runs in twenty-two games and all that kind of stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, it looks like the offense got uh, lost out on the road or something. Who knows? But you know, I, in the game two, we, you know, both neither of us have had confidence in this. You know, I mean, this was one where like no chance, right? Zach Allen, who's a Cy Young candidate, I would say, and then you had struggling J-Mo, Jamison, Tyone. He walks the first battery face, Corbin Carroll, who absolutely just caused Cubs all sorts of problems. He steals second and makes it to third on a throwing ear by Miguel Amaya. And all of a sudden you go, all right, here he goes again. Okay. So exactly. It's exactly what it felt like, Crowley. Exactly what it felt like. But then with the runner at third and no outs, J-Mo struck out the next three batters he faced, and he was just getting started. He pitched six innings and gave up no hits before Corbin Carroll singled in the six. He retired 17 batters in a row from the first inning until the sixth inning. There was controversy, Dustin, and I, I couldn't wait to talk to you about this. David Ross pulls Jamison Tyone at 77 pitches. Were you shocked by that, the way that he was cruising? Well, he was cruising, but I almost felt like, boy, maybe Ross felt like we're getting away with one here, right? Like, let's not push it. This, this is better than we had all expected. So let's get out of here and see what we do next with the bullpen. Yep, and Julian Merriweather came in, and he looked great. He struck out all three batters he faced. Jose Quas came into the game in the eighth, gave up a single to Lourdes Guriel. He walked Gabriel Moreno. He then struck out Jordan Lawler, and then Ross replaced Quas with Mark Leiter. He strikes out the first batter he faced, but with two outs, Corbin Carroll singled, scoring Guriel to make it one nothing. Original dust, originally, Dustin, the call on the field is that Suzuki caught the ball. The D-backs challenge it, and the call was reversed as New York said he trapped the ball. Um, we're going to get to the stories in the second segment, but I had the um, uh, kind of, like I said, I'll tell the story a little bit later, but I was sitting um, – right behind Theo Epstein. This is a picture for those of you following the YouTube channel. That's myself and Theo Epstein. And as they were waiting for New York to make a call, I said, Theo, can you do me a favor, buddy? And call in a favor of New York. Cause I mean, it was clearly, it was clearly trapped, but uh, 
no luck on that one. The call was but reversed. Clearly, it's interesting, Crowley, because I was listening to I had I, I that play, that play in particular, I had to pick up my daughter. So I was with Pat and Ron at that point. And then we got home and I rushed into the house. I had the DVR going. But I mean, when when it happened, when it happened at first blush, it looked like a catch. Absolutely. I mean, it depended on the yeah. angle you saw. I mean, it, the right call was made. The right call was made. But right. on television, the first time I did see it in full speed, I thought it was a catch. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Yeah, so they showed it on the Jumbotron. We were in the bleachers, and they showed it on the Jumbotron, and it's gigantic, and they were going slow-mo, so it was easier to see. But uh, another interesting note on this game, Adbert Elsley pitched up for the f- for, pitched for the first time in a week. He gave up no runs on one hit with 1K, but he hadn't pitched since he blew the game over Labor Day weekend against So I guess, he's o- I guess he's okay then? I'm, I'm a little nervous still. Um, but what made me more nervous was for the third game in a row, Dustin, the, or for the second game in a row, the offense was nowhere to be found. Galleon went 9.0 innings, gave up three hits. How many times do you ever see a complete hit shutout these days? Um, it was Galleon's first career complete shutout. The Nico, the Cubs only had three hits. Three hits. Two of those by one guy, Seiya Suzuki. Nico also had a hit and was hit by a pitch. The Cubs did not have an extra base hit or a man in scoring position. They were caught stealing twice and Amaya had two throwing ears trying to steal out runners. Just a frustrating game. Yeah, that one was, boy, you talk about one where you just want to flush it. And, you know, Friday, you want to get the weekend off, you know, good vibes going. That really put a little bit of a damper into it. So that brings us to game number three, and we've got the uh, lefty Justin Steele, you know, the guy that uh, we're thinking maybe can get a Cy Young for the Cubs for the first time in a long time. And uh, it seemed like a game the Cubs really needed to win went extra innings and didn't go their way. Yeah, Steele, you know, took on Merrill Kelly. Both pitchers delivered. You know, Steele continues to make his Cy Young case. He went seven innings. He gave up one run on six hits with six Ks, zero walks. Dustin, he lowered his ERA to 249, the lowest in the major leagues. He has not suffered a loss in 10 straight starts since July 16th. I mean, just phenomenal. Yeah, he's been he's been fantastic. And again, the reason the Cubs lost on Saturday was not because of Justin Steele. No, he gave up a run in the fifth when Corbin Carroll singled, stole second, moved to third on a single by Emmanuel Rivera and scored on a Gabriel Moreno like weak grounder. So it wasn't like he got hit or tagged or anything. He looked as dominant as can be. And Kelly against this Cubs offense looked well. He went 5.2 innings, gave up four hits, one run, five walks, though, and six Ks, five walks, Dustin. 
that run that Kelly gave up shouldn't have even been charged to him with one out in the third Nico singled on a soft bunt and then Ian Happ would strike out. So he got two outs, Cody Bellinger. He hits a pop fly between the second baseman and the shortstop. Each guy assumed the other guy was going to get it and it felt fell harmlessly on the ground, but Nico never stopped running. He scored from first on a pop fly that landed on the infield dirt. It was, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty amazing. I, I don't know that you, I, I don't know that I've ever seen that Crowley. <laughs> I can't remember, but you know, I just love the hustle that, that he has, yeah. but you know, Cubs offense had more hits in the previous game. They had eight hits and they drew five walks, but Dustin, they could not get that timely hit. We talked about going one for, nine one, for nine, scoring. one for nine, one for nine, one for nine. I left 10 men on base, uh, it, you know, and now Albert Alzlai did pitch for a second day in the row. He, he got two quick outs, but walked Pavin Smith. Uh, he gave up a single to Corbin Carroll to put runners at the corners and Carroll stole second to put runners at second and thirds with two outs. He walks Chase Peterson to load the base before getting out of it. Um, and then in the ninth, the Cubs had their chance to win. Jan Gomes hits a ball off the left field. It bounces right to Gurriel perfectly. A great tag. And Gomes was thrown out of second base by an eyelash. And what's going to make it worse, Dustin, the next batter, Nick Magical, doubled. And that would have probably, you know, that would have easily walked off the game. Instead, Mike Talkman grounds out. We go into extras, and this is where it gets ugly. Daniel Palencia comes on in the 10th. You got the free runner at second. Uh, Geraldo Perro, uh, Perdomo bunted to move the runner to the third. Palencia hits the next batter to put runners at the corners. Then there's a pass ball by Jan Gomes to move Lawler to second. And then Palencia throws a wild pitch to give the D backs a 2 1 lead. So there's a freebie for you. And then Tommy Pham would single to make it three to one. There was also a fielding error in that inning by Cody Bellinger, but Aaron Zona didn't score any more runs. But if you look at that inning, you, you hit a batter, you had a passed ball, you had a wild pitch and you had an error. I mean, it was just a disaster. Yeah. Not a good one. Not a good one at all. Disaster is definitely a word for it. Now the Cubs had that extra runner at second. Nico grounds out. Then Lord is Guriel robbed Ian Happ of extra bases um, and that would have easily been a double and they would have made it a three, two game Bellinger would single to make it that score, but then Dansby would pop out to end the games. And so the Cubs have lost the first three games. Yeah. Not where I thought they would be at the end of Saturday. That's for sure. No. And especially when you, th if you had told me you would have had an excellent start by, uh, by, by steel and a great start by Tyone, I would have easily thought we were two, one at this point. And so, you know, it's up to Kyle Hendricks versus Joe Mantiply. Um, in this one right here, Cub fans were finally pleasantly surprised. Dustin, it is September 10th. Mark this in your calendar. Ian Happ was finally moved out of the three spot in favor for the hot hitting Seiya Suzuki. You know how excited I was about that. Right, but but it was only because of the pitching matchup, Crowley. That's what David Ross. But, but nothing, but but they never took him out the entire time for any pitching matchup for any anything. They never took him out. No, Come I on. know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I don't buy what I don't buy what David Ross is selling. <laughs> uh, the, you know, and, and the move paid off, right? So the D-backs right. went with the opener strategy. Joe Manaplee, he started the game. He went 1.1 innings, giving up one run on two hits. The Cubs struck early. Christopher Morell hit a triple from the leadoff spot but then made a dumb base running play. Oh, was that dumb? Pitcher. Was that dumb? Was that dumb? Oh, it, it, trust me. It was, we were not feeling good out in the bleachers. And then Morel was thrown out at home. Nico would steal second, but then say would hit a ground rule double. The Cubs are up one, nothing. Now, Brandon Pafad, if you remember, he was the one that they originally had starting the game. He came in in the third first batter. He faces Christopher Morel homers to make it two to nothing. And then with two outs, Bellinger and Swanson, 
went back to back to make it for nothing. I'm going to tell you an embarrassing story here, Dustin. I was, um, that ball came right at me, right at me. And it missed my hand by this much. It probably would have broke my fingers. This right here, you, I don't know if you could, uh, for the YouTube the, the, the uh, channel, that's a the, dent the in the bleachers right in front of my foot. So that was absolutely insane. I should have jumped a little bit further to catch it, but my, my reflexes were not the greatest at this time. You didn't want to spill your beer, huh, Crowley? No, sir. And so, you know, the Cubs scored one more run in the fifth on a Nico single, a stolen base, and an RBI single by Dansby. But even though the Cubs scored five runs, only two for eight with runners in scoring position. But Kyle Hendricks was his usual reliable self. He went 5.2 innings, seven hits. Gave up only two runs, one walk, four Ks, six win of the season. He only allowed two earned runs or fewer for the fifth time in his last seven starts since August 9th. The bullpen was solid. Quas pitched point one inning and lighter was Niski and Merriweather all through one inning of scoreless balls as the, as the Cubs finally took a game. But Dustin, we talked about this before. Sometimes the offense will go into stretches when they don't hit with runners in scoring position. They don't have a lot of pop. And that's when you kind of would see these losing streaks and, and it would stink. And then we'd eventually, you know, the Cubs would eventually hit their way out of it, but the Cubs are running out of games and trying to hold on to a wild card spot or win the division. They have got to find a way to score runs, even when they are struggling. Right. You Not just home runs, right? You can't just right. live and die by the home run. No. Right. The wind was blowing in a lot hitting. this weekend. Yep. The wind was blowing a lot this weekend. We're getting into fall, Dustin. That's going to change, and you're going to have to find a way to manufacture runs. You cannot screw up a Tyone brilliant start and another brilliant start by Steele. Just can't do that. You have to find a way to, to get these guys over and get these guys in. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.